Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Technology 
to empower themselves and to be able to close that digital divide that still is out there today. Absolutely, absolutely, sir. As you mentioned, yes, technology is driving the country and the world, and there's no reason whatsoever why our two cultures cannot be a part of it. We are a part of it, and it's 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 just our mission, uh, our mission to let it be known and to emphasize that we are in this space to our own people because many of us feel as though we're not, but we actually are here, and we need to make our presence felt, and and that will in fact, um, um, you know, urge others to get into technology and STEAM-related um, uh, careers as well. So, so absolutely, and and I want so step us through, take us back 15 years ago, and what was it, and what was the moment? Take us at that moment where you said, you know what, I need to do this. I need to take you know the issue and um and tell us how you. What were those steps? What were those first years like? Well, they, they were they were they were fun. They were a lot of fun, you know, because you know. Basically, I was a member of every organization that I can figure out so that I can, you know, be out there running my business. So, you know, we didn't really have a network. We didn't have a, a group of people. I mean, it, I was I was at the time when I was working with AT&T and Verizon, or that time in 9X, and, you know, we, we were always looking for people that would look like us and, and, and talk like us, and we rarely ever found them. Everybody was, you know, a different community. The only community that wasn't involved was the African-American community and the Latino community. So for us that were there, we were extremely lucky because at that time there was no diversity, no inclusion. It was sink or swim. Either you were good enough or you weren't going to be there. And, you know, that that's okay for some, but when you have, um, you know, have you been behind so many years when it comes to technology, um, it's not that easy for others to do it. So we were saying, well, we have to have a network of our own. But eh, we always said something. We always talked about it, you know. And one day what came, I guess it was the that spark that everybody in the room that was part of my, my friends in the business, like Carlos Rodriguez or Felipe Alvarez or Chris Rodriguez or Sam, um, you know, these guys were the David Caps, you know, you know, we were we were at a, a, com- a conference for uh Dispora to Africa and bringing broadband to Africa. So after three and a half hours of listening to all these diplomats talking about why the need for Africa and all that <clears throat> I said, Well I got up and I started talking and I said, you know, what we need to do is take technology to the Bronx, no less Africa. Because in, in the Bronx, there was no technology. There was, in 1997, I can honestly say that AOL was, everybody was using AOL, and there was no high-speed broadband in, in, the, in, the, in the Bronx of Washington Heights, Queens. There was none. So those areas is where are mostly populated by Hispanics and African Americans. So what happened was is that I got up and I said, well, let's not take it to Africa. Let's take it to, let's take it to the Bronx. And mm-hmm. from there, it, it became a, a call for us that we would want it. So Felipe, who was 
at that time he was the youngest COO of Verizon in the in in the in the country. I mean, he was the chief operating officer of all New York, you know, Ninex, and then it became Verizon. So, I mean, to have him on board and to have Chris Rodriguez, who was the biggest uh, Dell uh, implementer, Hispanic, actually the biggest implementer for not his, only Hispanic but general market, um, you know. Uh, as far as computer installations, these were the big guys. So thank God they were there and they they saw the vision and they said, okay, let's go out there and, and let's see, you know, if if we can get technology guys to come out of the closet and hang out and network. And the rest <laughs> you is know, that, absolutely, and that makes me chuckle because you say come out of the the closet, so to speak, because you know we we can be a group of introverts. Uh, so <laughs> that is that's one of the things is getting them out to to and then to also see the vision because sometimes as we know in IT after a hard day work you're ready to go home and so getting that's them right. to come out and work and see the value in kind of giving back and and making sure that we're you know that that we don't see the dwindling numbers we've made some progress and and you can start to see it, and, and we have a generation that is getting into roles where they do get to um, make some hiring decisions, that type of thing. So what we have to do, though, is nurture and get the young people, the students interested. So it, tell, tell me if, if you're finding as well, it's kind of twofold. It's making sure that there's opportunities, but also do you find sometimes you're having to convince the, the young people, the next generation, because I kind of heard it in some of the, the statements you made, but what, what are the challenges that you're finding? You know, I mean, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. As far as challenges go, the challenge is making sure that our students are, are understanding mathematics and science and technology and engineering. Um, everybody needs to start to focus uh, their field of studies in science and technology because that's where all the money is going to be made in the next 20, 30 years. We are a technologically based, you know, country. And um, we, we're, that's what we do. We create technologies. We, you know, right now the drones, and, and, you know, it's a big deal. You know, doing apps is a big deal. But none of that was there, you know, 15 years ago. So but those 15 years ago, that's when we needed to start to lay down the foundation in that next generation. And that's what we did. I mean, the, the, the great thing is is that we were able to, to meet a lot of parents that were very interested in making sure that their kids would get the best education possible. And those that, that, that didn't understand it, well, one of our programs made sure that they understood that they, the, next, the next Bill Gates could be coming out of out of out of an African American community, or the next the next CEO, the next Steve Jobs could be Latina, you know. And and those were the very very group of people that were interested. And this is in New York. As we've done across the country, we have seen different issues and different things. Oh, you know, where we don't, you know, we got a bunch of geniuses out in Texas who will not leave their family to go work at Silicon Valley because, because yeah. they won't leave because of the family ties. We are very family-oriented, both African-American and Latinos. We don't want to leave our town no matter what. But Absolutely. what happens is, is that 
we have to sometimes leave where we're at in order for us to, to grow and then come back and be able to build business there, make, make your company there. But, and it took us a while before we were able to, to make sure that these students started to understand. They would rather work, would rather work in McDonald's than leave McAllen, Texas. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's, but it's, uh, that's it's, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing. And that was, there was nothing, and there's nothing wrong about that. Don't take me wrong. I'm not saying anything's wrong about it. I just think that we had to train a lot of kids to say, okay, it's good what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to join the military. I'm going to join this. I'm going to do that. Those are things that, that you know, we don't want to do. We never wanted to leave our parents. You know, if, it wasn't up, if it was up to us, we'd, we'd be home all the time. Yes, but yes. we have to we have to definitely uh put ourselves in a position where these opportunities you know, opportunities come to people who are prepared and who are willing to take risks. And yes. these are the risks that we have to take, you know. So you uh, uh absolutely and, and, and I couldn't have said it better. And you've also spoke about preparing our youth um for these <clears throat> types of for these types of jobs. So if you if you Good, Ms. Marquez. Uh, tell us about some of the programs historically that you and Lissa have created and participated in uh, in educating our youth, whether it be whether it be college, high school, or uh, or uh, K through twelve. Well, you know, we one of the biggest problems that we had encountered back in the nineteen ninety eight was the lack of uh, students and computers at all. I mean, you know, to go to a co- you know to a, to a, an elementary school and see two computers in every classroom was very very difficult for me because I was seeing kids in Connecticut and you know in in Philadelphia where those kids had laptops to come into class and start to work. Meanwhile, some of the other kids were that I knew were growing up with only two computers in the classroom, not even connected to the Internet, just that was it. So for us, it was extremely important that we, that we address that issue both nationally uh, and, in, and in D.C. Um, so we made sure that there was, you know, computers in the classroom, broadband in the classroom. Um, you know, we've got a, a program that we ran with, with uh, CAS for a while, you know, Internet Essentials, where we've brought over who knows how many millions of kids that never were connected are now connected through through this program. And this was a program that was launched uh, over four or five years ago. So we've been doing that for the kids that are on the lunch program. Um, uh, we are able to give them broadband at home for nine ninety five. And they could buy computers, very, very inexpensive computers, so that they could do their their work from home instead of standing on a line in the, in the library, you know, because there wasn't enough computing. Now, with the advent of iPhones and, you know, iPads and Androids and all these smartphones that we're using, yes, we're making strides into connectivity and broadband and making sure that our community is, is, is connected. However, you could do but so much. Like you can't write a paper on your smartphone, at least not yet. At least I know I can't. 
<laughs> that's almost impossible. You still need a computer at home, and you still need still need to be able to to do um, those kind of um, yes, word processing. Yes. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be done. It's got to be done that way. And, that, and 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 if it's not, then you know you could do so much. I mean, I'm, I mean, you could do 140 characters, and that's too much. You know, but. Uh, you know, that's where the connectivity is right now, and that's what they're using. So we need to get to them in whichever way we can so we have different types of programming. Um, you know, here in Georgia, we've just opened up our technology center again um, where we were we were down for about two months because we wanted to get new computers in here, and now we're training advanced technologies to high school students who have a – um, a calling to be into coding, to understand Ruby Rails, to understand Hadoop, to be, you know, into big data, and giving them the skills that they that would regularly take them, you know, a year or two to understand. It would take them eight weeks, and in eight weeks we're able to have Hadoop programmers and analysts so that they can go out there and start to work, and that that'll make everybody's life change. So it being in a niche market right now as far as the Hispanic community and the African-American community, we're the ones who need it most. We need to make sure that we're getting the education we need to be prepared for that opportunity when it knocks so that, that way some people can say you're an overnight patient. Absolutely. Uh, can, couldn't agree more. And, and I want to let our audience know we are interviewing Jose Marquez-Leon, President, National President, CEO, and Founder of Latinos in Information Science and Technology Association, known as LISTA, and and we're so excited to to be having this conversation with you. And and really, so far we've kind of been walking through the the early years. And, and I want you to share with our listeners if they need want to get connected with you and want to get involved and want to help. How would they, they get involved with LISTA? With LISTA, it's really easy. All you got to do is, is look for a, a chapter in your state, and if we don't have one, we would be happy to talk to you about it. Um, and, and all you got to do is go to uh, techlatino.org, and there you'll have uh, our, um, our website, and you'll have all the information on how to become a member. Um, some of our programs are up there, and um, – you know, the, the the best thing to do is to, to go online and, and see who we are and how, what we've been doing for the last 15 years. Absolutely, absolutely. I also know as part of your role, it says that you advocate on state and federal issues. Talk to us about, about your activities uh, around those areas. You know, well, someone had to speak up for the uh, – for the Latino community, and I've been very lucky to, you know, that since I landed in, in D.C., that people were paying attention to what we were talking about. They may have not understood everything we were, you know, they started to to say, okay, let's listen because maybe there is a problem. Um, one of the big things that I say when you see me, you know that there's a problem. As a good tech person, the only time you see a tech person is when there's a problem. Not when everything is good and everything is happy. You don't see your tech guy because your tech guy is too busy doing something else. But if you see your tech guy, that means there's a problem. And that's what, you know, I was showing them, that there is issues, that we have 
you know, Hispanics that that are not getting these opportunities, that um, that there's a problem that 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 company organizations, Fortune 500 companies, that are not weren't hiring Latinos. You know, to walk into a company, I walked into Microsoft 15 years ago, and 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 it was you know status quo, you know, and and everything was right, and I just like wait a minute, well, this can't be right. And then when I sit down and talk with the people there, they say to me, well, Jose, we just can't find anybody that looks like you or talks like you. I said, yeah, I know that's difficult, but I'm sure there's got to be some Latinos out there. You know, I'm sure there have to be some African-Americans out there. Oh, well, we've tried, but we, we never can find Where are you looking? Where were you looking? And they weren't looking in the right places, that's for sure. They're looking for us in MIT and NJIT. Well, guess what? We can't afford those schools. we got to go to the ITTs of the world. But I guarantee you this. I've seen some of the best tech professionals come out of ITT, DeVry. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen some kids come out of school that have gone to become CIOs of corporations, huge corporations like CIT in, in New Jersey, you know? So you got to say to yourself, well, you know, how do, how do you get over these issues? Well, someone's got to be advocating for this. And that's one of the things that we've been able to bring to light, the lack of initiatives from Fortune 500 companies to really hire Hispanics in positions where they can actually break something. And why I say break something, because if you're going to break something, you're going to figure it out and you're going to fix it. And that's usually the mentality of most, most technology professionals that I know. So I say we need to get more opportunities. You know, it's, it's incredible to see numbers like 2% and 1% market penetration for the Hispanic community when you know that we're over-indexing by 75% in everything else. We buy more cell phones than anybody. We buy more computers than anybody. We buy, we're over-indexing. Our numbers are higher. Our, you know, we're calling more home. We call home every day, right? So how could you tell me you can't find Latinos that are not just consumers but that we're creators? Absolutely. How could you tell me that you can – how can you not find uh, African-American who could be an engineer? You couldn't tell me that maybe 15, 20 years ago. You can't tell me that now because we know where they're at. They're part of my membership. They're part of BDPA's membership. And, and, and if you really want to do the right thing, right, because a lot of people are just talk, right? A lot of people, you know, like to say, oh, yeah, we're into diversity and inclusion. and uh, But guess what? The majority of them are just lip service. You know, you have so many companies out here who say, oh, yeah, we are doing this for this group and that, and they're doing nothing because they're not doing anything that's focused. They're putting a little bit of money in the problem. They throw a little bit of money in the problem, and you know what they do? They go away. They come back. Every year they give you the money. You know why they give you the money? So that that way you don't say nothing. So don't be blinded. Don't be blinded by by the hype that many companies out nonprofits are out here. Thank God, you know, there's groups like Black Data Processors Association and SHIP and Lista and Alpha and Nashinda. You know, 
but we're the leaders of this new school of organizations that are have actionable leaders. That's huge. We need to have more actionable leaders, people who are really doing something and not just talking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's a very good point, uh, uh, Mr. Marquez, very good point. And I want to congratulate you. We're, I'm on your website right now, and I must say it's very impressive. Um, you, got, uh, you and your community are doing a lot um, and sharing a lot of information, and I think um, I, I implore everyone to go out there and take a look at it, techlatino.org. It's very impressive. There's a lot of information out there. Don't hesitate. Go out there and check them out. Now, uh, we've talked a little bit about your, your past and the events you've had. Let me, let me say something to what you just said about that website. That website okay. is there just to be able to give information to our, you know, why, you know, when September 11th, a lot of people died September 11th because of lack of information. And in the Bible it says, my people perish for lack of information. And that was what really said, put this whole thing together was understanding what perish means and our community and lack of information. We get the information three, four years later, but we're not riding the, the wave, if I, if I make myself clear. We're not on that wave. We need to be on the wave. We need to be cutting edge. No, we need to be bleeding edge. We need to know everything when it happens. Unfortunately, we don't get that information. We get fed most of the information from our news. You know, we don't read. We don't, you know, we don't do a lot of things. And I'm talking about the Latino community and the African-American community. We need to dig deeper issues. We need to, you know, we need to question each decision. You know, why is this happening? How does this affect me? How does this affect my community? And a lot of people don't do that. So being able to give you, my community, this information, whether it's a scholarship opportunity, whether it's talking about net neutrality, whether it's, you know, uh, lack of technology professionals in Silicon Valley, you know, 2% of the African-American community working for a company like AOL or uh, um, Apple is unacceptable. You know, having Latinos at 2%, at 1% Latinas, Women in technology do not exist. Oh, I know they exist. The problem is that they don't have those jobs where they can really make another. So we want to make sure that we give you opportunities to see, find the proper job. If you don't find a job, then build a business in technology. Guess what? They need tons of consultants. You know, my CIO here, his name is um, Angel Rosario, he's the CIO of, national CIO of Lista, runs a very, very lucrative practice, okay? Um, does work for some of the biggest companies in the country, but he had to start somewhere. He started off as a small business because they weren't giving him the opportunity. But now they're giving him tons, so much opportunity that he can't do it all. <laughs> so so that's, that's because when you're good, you're good. But the thing is, is if they don't open the door for you the first time, how are you going to know who I am? 
exactly. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the things, we we're talking about the website as a, a source of access, too. But I also like, because I see you out there on, on Twitter, and I, I see the, the Latina, the, the women out there, the Latinas in uh, information systems. I like to follow them and, and retweet and support them any way that I can as well. And, and that's one of the other things about um, our collective community, too. Sometimes they shy away from social media, and there's a lot of conversations um, going on out there that we need to be a part of. And, and something you said, we're not, we're not, you know, riding the wave. You know, we were kind of um, after the fact often the times. And, my, you know, one of my concerns, too, is there's a lot of people, I, I want STEM and STEAM to be household words, people to know what those are. And we were just at uh, an event yesterday where someone said, someone in IT didn't know what STEAM was or didn't know what STEM was. And and we want people to understand this is a movement. This is a, a and I like um, Derek Brown, who you know is the uh, president of the Atlanta chapter of BDPA. Uh, even said, you know, we have a crisis going on. We have a crisis, and a lot, if people don't know there's a crisis, they don't know that they should be reacting right now. And, and that to me speaks to parents have to know that you need to get your students out to to programs. So I I, I wanted to know your your thoughts around there, and do you see some, some challenges with people getting their information and understanding the value of social media? And, and, and what about the challenges with parents? Well, there's, there's a lot of challenges right now. There's a lot of things that are distracting our youth, you know, that are, that are giving them um, negative insights and, you know, the, the, that whole thing to me really um, – has been caused by a lot of things. Number one, television, um, and that just do it, you know, mentality. Just do it. Go out there and do everything. But we also have companies like, you know, like MTV, which was really not really the best thing. It's not the best thing for uh, African-American and Hispanics. I don't think that they have our best best, uh, um features in mind. I don't think they, they I think they want to sell us stuff and not help us in any way. I mean they they're dumbing down our community. Our community doesn't need any help. We have a lot we we have a lot of problems going on. We have like 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 uh BDPA says we have a crisis going on. We don't need any help to get our kids not focused on what we've been talking about. We need to continue to tell our kids, hey, go to school, get an education, do the right thing by yourself, learn something that you're happy with. It doesn't have to be technology always. You know, you know, you could get plenty of different jobs not in, in these technology companies that are not coding or that are not STEM related. However, do we want them to be in it? Yeah, absolutely. But how about if that's not their thing? So we need to figure out what their thing is and understand, you know, you know, I, I, I found out in a very early age that I knew what I wanted to do way before. I went to college for pre-medicine. I was really, really psyched about being a doctor, blah, blah, blah. The moment I got into, and no matter how good I was in physics and mathematics, there was a, there was a subject that I couldn't do. Anatomy and physiology stopped me straight up. Boom. I knew 
that I couldn't do anything else. Anybody else would have said, heck with this, I'm quitting college, right? I said, no, I'm going to go back and I'm going to come back as an engineer because I could do that with my eyes closed. And that's exactly what I did. So knowing what you want is very necessary. But the kids can't know what they want because most of the time they're not getting that information in front of them. They don't have mentors. They don't have people in, you know, that, that care enough about them you know, to say, hey, look, you could do better. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And my, I, I, I come from a neighborhood which was rougher than rough, 170th and Fort Washington, okay? And whether my family was good, I had a great family because they kept us involved in everything, karate, football, baseball. You want to play basketball? Fantastic. You want to play the violin? Fantastic. That was the kind of support I was getting from my family. But how many of those kids nowadays have that support? How much does, how much time do parents have nowadays in this life that we live um, that's so hurried all the time? How much time do you have to spend with your kids and talk to them about what you're doing and, you know, and showing them what you're doing? You know, we have to show them. We have to, if, if they don't see us, they're not going to be us. So they're going to be caught up in, a, in, in that situation where, yeah, we have an issue. There's a big problem right now. Our kids are not good. Here in Atlanta, our kids are graduating 40% out of high school, 40%. That's an incredible number when we should be at 90%, just like everybody else, but we're not. So, so yeah. that's the crisis right there. That's the crisis. The crisis is, we're not getting these kids out of school, that we don't have enough mentors, that our parents are still are just too occupied to do what parenting is supposed to do. And, and I, feel, I feel that, that there needs to be a change in the mentality of, of the education. They're educating our students 1957 style, right? Our kids are yep. learning 1957 things. Guess what? They need to know what's happening in 2014, 2015. They have to be educated at that sense. So our teachers have to get hip on, on technology. They need to understand, you know, what are the best apps to train their kids when they're not around. Yes. You see, because if, if we get that, if we get that, I think that there will be a, a big change. I, I really do believe that. I, that's absolutely, and I and I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, a problem that we see consistently is that our our teachers don't have all the right tools uh, to teach these new technologies, and and they're falling behind as well. And I think that's where LISA comes in, and other nonprofit organizations that uh, expose our children to these technologies. And I believe, and Jacqueline as well, we believe it's, uh, to start, it's all about exposure. Kids have to be exposed to the different opportunities and see how cool they are and, and let us show them how cool they are and where we are. Don't be afraid to, to as uh, we used to say, uh, let your kids know that we're balling and how much money we make and because they mm -hmm. want to get there. 
want to make that money, and it's all about the education. you got to start somewhere, but you have to expose them visually because that's the quickest way to the brain. It's through, it's, it's through the eyes. They have to see these different capabilities and the different technologies so they can, uh, so they can identify what they want to do. But if they don't see it, they're not going to know anything about it. Like I said, man, if they don't see us, they can't be us. Absolutely, absolutely. No, no, I I, I love that, and, and that's absolutely true. And, and and that's to you know to your point, and, and the the kids get to these programs through their their parents, and sometimes the parents, you know, sometimes their um their perspective is what works for them, what works for them, you know, um whatever jobs were available for them at that time. But it, it's you know what we've often seen is if you see a a young man or young lady with talents in the sports, the parents immediately go into the mode, whether they played that sport or not, they know how to nurture, get them to practice, get them coaching, um, get them all the exposure they need. You know, if they need summer camps, if they need to, to, to go away, whatever they need to nurture that. The parents have to understand. The same thing is with technology. The same thing is with technology. You know, hey, we have coaches out here. We've got mentors out here. We, we've got, you know, tutors as well. You know, one of the things that I was going to mention when we were talking about the teachers, you know, the teachers are overwhelmed as well. Yes, They're so absolutely. overwhelmed. They're so overwhelmed that they cannot do everything that they need in the classroom. Our idea, one of our ideas is to be able to train I mean, when when I was a kid, there was uh, the audio-visual room, right? And you were part of the audio-visual club. And what you used to do was during the day, you would bring in the uh, the film projector or whatever was going to be used in that class that day. And we would, and you know, we were learning because we were learning about things that we liked, like, you know, how to fix a computer. You know, at that time, how do you fix a, 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 a projector or how do you... You, you find the right film that they want to show. So all that was really cool for us. So for us it was cool, but we were also helping the teachers. So one of the goals that we have is one of our projects that we're planning to have in the next year, we're, we're actually going to launch it in Sacramento, is that there's a club where the students are helping each teacher in that classroom get their class prepared whether it's smart board, you know, whether it's defragging your computer, whether it's uploading the latest apps, how do you use that app, training the teacher because you're the teacher's assistant when it comes to technology. Make sense? Yes. yes it, it does. It absolutely does. And, and you know, that's one of the things, um, again, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Jose Marquez Leon president and CEO and founder of the Latinos in Information Science and Technology Lista. You can find and connect with them through techlatino.org on the website. Also, connect the way I connected with them uh, via Twitter, uh, Lista1, and, uh, you know, be a part of the solution and, and, and let people know about Lista. Um, a great organization, and, and we're going to continue to talk about what upcoming events you have. 
Um, and again, you can go to the website, and if you believe in what we're saying, you also can dono- donate to Lista right there on the website. Um, support them uh, financially so this can grow and expand. And, uh, as he mentioned earlier, if you're interested in a chapter in your area, if there's not one currently, hey, connect and make it happen. He made it happen 15 years ago, and now you can follow his blueprint, and he'll help you make it happen in your area. This is a crisis. That's, that's what we were just talking Basically, about. Yes. So, so that, that's so important, so important. And, um, the, you know, when we have these different programs, um, we don't want an empty chair. We want the rooms overflowing. We want to that, – that's a good problem to have. When, when there's that demand and then we can continue to go back and tell, and, and as you said, advocating to the government to, to help the nonprofits, to help augment where the schools are failing, then, then that's a good problem to have. Absolutely. Go to your community leaders and let them know about these programs and bring them to these events and show them what, what's happening and what they need to support and what they need to get behind and, and provide additional funding and support from the, uh, from the government level to support and, and grow these organizations. It's very important as well. Absolutely. So I, I take it you're, as I know, because we tried to connect for, for several times uh, over uh, Twitter, but you're a very busy man, so you're traveling here, there, and everywhere. Tell us about some of the upcoming places and events uh, and where you'll be and, and, and where people can find Lista and, and upcoming events. Well, you know, we've got tons and tons of events that we do throughout our each year. We have... Remember, we do have 15 chapters, and each one of those chapters really does about six events a year, um, plus our national events that we do, um, like the Emerging Technology Leadership Summit that's coming up March 31st and 1st in uh, Sacramento. Um, We'll be also doing each one of those quarterly because the Emerging Technology Leadership, we figured out that a lot of our guys can't leave for three or four days to go to uh, an event, no matter if they are going to learn something or not, they, they, their job just doesn't let them go out that way. Um, so what we do is that we bring the show to them um, quarterly. So, you know, we start in Sacramento. We are doing one in Texas. We're doing one in Miami. We're doing one um, in Jacksonville, excuse me, not Miami. We're doing one in New York, and we're doing one in D.C., and then we finish here in Atlanta with our Latina Leaders Luncheon, which is always a packed house because I'll tell you, I've seen this uh, this particular event grow for the last four years, and it's an unbelievable uh, empowerment day for, for women um, who want to be in technology. So for us, it's extremely important that we that we level the playing field wherever there wherever it needs to be leveled. Um, if it's Latinos, if it's Latinas, if it's African Americans, anybody, wherever wherever there's injustice and lack of work is an injustice, opportunities, uh, an injustice. Um, we need to be there and making sure that our community is, is uh, being taken care of. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, sir. And 
just to let everyone know, I want to reemphasize something. Uh, Mr. Marquez Leon is the national president. This is not just an Atlanta event or organization. This is a national organization. And as he said, these are events that are across the country. And Mr. Jose, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Marquez, please um, reach out to Technology Expresso. We would love to be at these type of events and get on that bandwagon with you and uh, possibly cross crisscross the country virtually if possible uh, to be at some of these events because these are important events. Uh, we got to get the word out in both the African American and Latino community as well that um, that, that these STEM uh, these STEM fields and this education and technology covers all areas. Technology is almost a backbone of just about every um, uh, type of uh, career and job out there, and it's important that we stress that. Um, additionally, the uh, you know as you become engaged um, in these technical career fields, and even get close if you're closely aligned with them, you don't have you don't have to know the technologies. You learn from being around technology, just as football mm -hmm. players and basketball players and sports players bring. To the corporate world, that concept of teamwork, we can, the education you learn from being close to technology and in these type of programs, you can take that knowledge anywhere. So our young people are problem solvers. And they're, they're social. They uh, mediate. They remediate issues amongst their friends. Those are skill sets we need everywhere in the technology career fields as well. So never feel as though you're left out. There's always a place for you. This is where you need to be engaged right. with LIFTA or the other nonprofit organizations in the technology career fields. You're going to learn something everywhere. You know, and, and, and that's something that really good that what you just said, that this is teamwork. You know, the great thing about technology is at the other side of the other, uh, at the other side of the other terminal, you really don't care about that person's color, his religion. All you care about is that he can get the job done. And when you're doing jobs in collaboration, that's extremely important. So for us, you know, you know, you could be whatever you are on the other side of that of, of that other side of that screen, as long as when when we need to get our, our, our programming, you know, we need to program something, it gets done. When we need to get a website up, it gets done. We're able to collaborate online. And I think that that's the great equalizer of, of, the, of the Internet and the reason why it's, you know, we, it's only taken five, ten years for it to, to really take hold of our, our attention is because you're able to collaborate. You know, those collaboration tools, being able to do things from different countries and the diversity of, you know, just imagine now that we're bringing together all these doctors on one, you know, uh, network, a uh, health network, in order for them to be able to, do you know how many great discoveries there are going to be? So much stuff that's going to be like cures for cancer. I don't see that more than eight years away. Why? Because they, these National minds are already collaborating online, you know, and and like that I see a lot of other things. So yes, it's teamwork, it's collaboration. That's probably the biggest skill that you're going to need to have in order for you to to be um, effective in in uh, in technology. 
But I'll tell you honestly, these kids, they're digital natives, man. We're, we're the, the digital, you know, we're the digital immigrants. We're the ones who are learning how to do all this stuff. They guys, these guys learn. They're born with this in their, they already got that chip in their head. So what we need to do is make sure that they get those skills, the soft skills that they need in order for them to be, you know, successful at, at, at that next generation of technology workforce. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and you know, the, the reoccurring thing that both of you said and, and the saying that we often use, you know, technology can unite us. You know, um, there's a lot of opportunities for, for collaboration. And and before I go down that, that road, too, I, I wanted to you share with us, share with us a success story in, in, in your mind based on your, your history. Lisa, I'm sure you have, have many. But can you can you pick up one that that really kind of speaks to resonate why you spoke Lista and is kind of one of your examples of a success story? I'm sorry. What were you? What was the question? You know, I want you to share a success story. Um, you know, just one. I know there are many of them, but your example of a success story that represents why you started Lista 15 years ago. Uh, I Jesus, there's so many of them. There's so many members that have uh, come through this organization to see uh, uh, um, a Belvin Cabrera who was the worst case scenario in his his high school in Washington Heights uh, go from you know young man 16 years old to now where he's at 27 maybe even 29 um, as a CIO of a new company. Uh, that's a big deal for me. Um, you know, there's there's a long there's a big story, uh, an old story, an old uh, little story that, that that they always say that this young man, this old man comes up to this young man who's throwing in um, starfish into the ocean, and the old man says, "Why are you doing it?" He goes, "Well, I'm trying to save, you know, trying to save them." And he goes, but you can't save them all. He goes, as long as you're able to save one at a time, you're doing the best you can. And and that's and that's really the whole thing about this organization was to to be able to help as many as we can one at a time. You know, we've 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 many many members of the organization who have gone from little known to superstardom, and we've got superstars who are even bigger now because of their involvement with this organization. Um, we're very happy. We're very lucky to, uh, to, to be in this place where, we, you know, where we are at that, you know, I think God has blessed me to be able to run this organization um, to make sure that other people are able to achieve the best that they can for their lives. So yeah, we've we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot of people come through these doors, and you know, it's like yeah, I could just tell you more and more stories, but we'll be here for days, and you know, <laughs> we only got ten more minutes. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And if they want to, they can go to the website because there's plenty of of pictures and a gallery of pictures of past events and and, and your whole biography there or, or bio there uh, about your background, the student of Lista. So. Just want to encourage everybody to go to techlatino.org, reach out, and go ahead. Don't be shy. Hit that button and, and, and donate. Become a, a member. Um, engage. Uh, volunteer. Find out where association and, and a chapter is near you. That's, that's so important. 
Um, and there's a, there's a student membership as well as a uh, annual professional membership. So go out and and for it's a reasonable price, but get engaged, start a network. And one of the things you said, sometimes people are afraid to leave home. But this is how you build your extended family with like-minded people, people who want to nurture. Um, we joked just yesterday at a meeting that, you know, uh, people like yourself and, uh, and, and the volunteers and, and these nonprofits were helpaholics. We're trying to help. I love that you said help one at a time, as many as you can, one at a time. That That's so important. And, um, you know, being in, having Lista around for 15 years is a testimony to you, your success and um, to your um, commitment to this and, and your passion, and it, it shows. And, and we want to, you know, wish you continued success and, and let you know our microphone is open to you. You can come back. You can bring people, whatever you like to do. Our, our microphone is open to you. Absolutely. And also uh, you will be able to download and listen to this podcast over and over again, um, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Marquez, you can always we'll send you the link to this show. You can share it with your teammates uh, uh, nationally. Also, everyone, I'd like to emphasize there's also a career resource center on that website, techlatino.org. That's T-E-C-H-L-A-T-I-N-O.org. Go out there, see what's out there, spread the word, and get some knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, it, we've it, got we've got a lot of jobs. We got a lot of jobs on that site that you know that are looking for people. And if and if you're not trained, and if you want to get trained, give us a call. You know, pick up the phone four zero four four eight four. You know, you can call us. Um, did I give you the right number? No, I don't think so. Hold on. It's seven seven zero seven six five three four seven eight. That's seven seven zero seven six five three four seven eight. Uh, give us a call and and let's talk and let's see where your career where your career or maybe that small business that you've been trying to figure out how to get it off the ground we can help we can help you and and try to get you those connections so that, that way you can meet the right people hopefully they'll put some funding in your in your program and and get your business launched uh there's a lot of things that that we've done for many and we continue to do this on an everyday basis Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, again, we have burned through our 60 minutes. You're a very busy man, and we appreciate you you taking the time to, to enlighten us, to share with us. We, we know that you're doing great things. And actually, I do have one person on the line that does want to say, um, I, I believe he's, he's available and um, can say hello. And I just want to check, Derek, are you there? Absolutely. So I just want you to let, say hello to an old friend or a new friend. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, it's Derek Brown. It's been a, a minute since we've seen each other, and I just wanted to take the time to say thank you for doing everything that you do. Least is a great organization. You recognize the challenges that are out there, and you guys are rising up to the task. And, you know, in terms of how we want to go ahead and forge a path forward, we definitely need to talk after the call you know, schedule some time to get together later because the only way we can meet these challenges is if we all do these things as one united group. It's going to take a, a major effort. We hit one person at a time, but we hit as many of those ones as we possibly That's can. Right. And by doing that, we grow in the aggregate. Hey, Derek, it's been a while. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I'll tell you this, man. we got we got to come together. Black and brown has to come together. 
because this is a bigger issue than, than just technology. It's in everywhere. We need to get leadership. We need to develop leaders in our community that will be the next generation of politicians so that our community can see some final changes happen. Here in Atlanta, you know, our, we don't have, you know, the representation that we, be, that we believe that we need to have. But the only reason is that is because we don't have the right trained people to do that. So we need to figure out how do we get trained in, and how to run a, a campaign. And, and, you know, we've got members out there, like uh, uh, one of our board members here, Michael C. Owens. I think you know him. He ran for Congress uh, last year, and he almost won. And so the, he's got mm-hmm. so much knowledge he can share because if we can share that knowledge with the next generation, I'll tell you, that's the most important thing, sharing leadership, you know, whether it's in technology, whether it's in business, whether it's in nonprofit, just sharing your leadership, you know, being able to lend that hand, you know, so that, that way that next generation can, can take charge and, and really have all the, the skills and all the, all, the, all, the, all the things that they're going to need, all the tools they're going to need to be able to, to continue this fight because guess what? Civil rights is still going on right now. You know, the, what happened in Selma is still going on. We're still fighting those fights. And Absolutely. You know, people, don't, Absolutely. people don't believe that. People don't, you talk to people in Omaha, but we've got great jobs and we've got – no, we don't. We could have better jobs. We could have much more, and and that's the sad thing, is that we are still blind by the light. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and again, so I want to thank both of you. We've got uh, Jose Marquez-Leon, and as we said, President, Founder, CEO of LISTA, the Latinos uh, Information Science and Technology, LISTA, uh, and Derek Brown, the uh, president of the Atlanta BDPA here on the the show tonight. So and and we want to we want to follow up with this. We want to follow up with both of you. Have you yes. both back on the show and talk about what's the next steps? What, what what's going on in Atlanta? We we look to Atlanta. You brought up civil rights. We want Atlanta just like it was the uh, cradle of the civil rights. We want it to be the same for the next movement and the next wave of STEM and STEAM Unite initiatives. So we're so excited, and, you know, Technology Expresso, we're here to be, you know, your mouthpiece and, and to get the word out and um, and make, like I said, STEM and STEAM a household name as well as Lista and uh, BDPA a household name as well. Absolutely. We'll, we'll attach this on all uh, media platforms. Twitter, all the social media platforms, the old platforms as well, TV and radio here, and radio across the Internet, leveraging technology itself. And that's what we do here at Technology Expresso. So I just want to say, again, thank you both for for being on the show, and we will be having more conversations in the very near future. But to you both, continued success, and, and we so appreciate all that you do. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So with this, we appreciate absolutely. you. Thank you. So, again, we're going to say goodnight to our listeners as well. Yep. Take this, and after you finish listening, make sure you retweet. Let people know. Let them know about the archives. Let them know that it's available via podcast uh, and the iTunes store. Let's make this the most listened-to show we've had of the year. 
And with that, we're going to say, always remember, listen, learn, leverage, and launch. See you folks on Twitter. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit their website at www.technologyexpresso.com. There you will find their broadcast with guests from all across the technology spectrum, their social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso fast, hot, and intense. You've been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com for a full list of broadcast archives, social media handles, and upcoming shows. Keep up with Technology Expresso while on the go by texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. That's texting the word LAUNCH to 41411. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, listen, learn, leverage, launch. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.